0: Hey Catholic Divas, do you have the winter doldrums? Has the snow and the ice and the gray gotten to you? Do you feel like you're doing an undue amount of suffering? Well, come on into our podcast and let's talk about redemptive suffering and how to offer our suffering up.
1: Hey, this is Mama Jane. And this is Mama Vicki. Welcome
0: to the Cycles and Sanctity Podcast.
1: I'm a Billings Ovulation Method Instructor and a Certified Catholic Mindset Coach and I'm a labor and delivery nurse, an IBCLC, and a LaLacha League leader. We're here to share with you the beauty and the pain of your cycles. Have you considered honoring your cycle throughout the journey of your womanhood? Have you ever considered your cycle as a tool towards your holiness? Well, sisters, it is. We're excited to walk this journey with you. So go grab your favorite journal and pen and your hot beverage, and let's do this. Catholic Divas. Welcome back to Cycles and Sanctity. This is Mama Jane. And I'm Mama Vicki. And we are going to talk about suffering in wintertime. So I don't know where you all live, but I know that it has already been a pretty bad winter. And usually February, it gets tedious and, and monotonous and hard to live with. And you just want the snow and the cold to go away. And sometimes that happens in our world, in our life as well, that we have some sort of suffering. We've been talking about perimenopause and postmenopause and all of the good that happens, but then there is some suffering. Mama Vicki and I were talking about women that we know that have had hot flashes. I was very fortunate. I had a season of hot flashes, but it didn't last that long. But I have many friends who have gone through the postmenopausal stage of sleepless nights or night sweats where they just get so hot and they're just having a fan on. And sometimes also discover our bodies are changing, not just because our cycle is ending, but because we're growing old and our joints are a little bit stiffer and maybe we can't get out of the bed as easy. There's all kinds of suffering in postmenopausal. But there's also suffering in other parts, Vicki. Absolutely. Womanhood, <laughs> a lot of
0: our womanhood is suffering. And honestly, that's part of original sin. But through suffering, you also get great joys. So through the pain of childbirth, you get your biggest miracle. So it's oftentimes, we've got to remember to not get so bogged down by our suffering. It's very easy to launch into the, oh, woe was me. This is so terrible. I can never get up type lamentations. And I think it's important. And that's why I really believe in a sisterhood, because sometimes it takes a sister to pull you up. Yeah. Yes. Our fertility is ending. That's a fact. And every woman will get to this point of their life where they can no longer bear children. And if that was something they loved or, you know, in America, we're very focused on youth. If if that makes you, I mean, I struggle with that personally. Oh, my gosh, the season is ending and then it is over. But that that is part of the suffering. Mm -hmm. However, I can, there's still so much joy left to have. Mm -hmm. So I can stay in the, oh, woe is me. I can't do what the young ones are doing anymore, or I can offer it up and be grateful for what I have and see what's part of this next journey, like the freedom we talked about.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. You know, this is one of the things that I really love about being Catholic because the world tells us that we shouldn't be suffering and that we need to take every means possible not to be in pain not to suffer. And and yet, the whole Christianity is based on suffering. If Christ didn't die on the cross, if Christ did not willfully, joyfully, full knowledge, endure the passion, knowing that this was God's holy will, this was his Father's will, that he suffer. And if you've ever watched The Passion of the Christ with Mel Gibson, I've watched it, I don't know, about 10 times. And I still cry and I still cringe during the scourging, and yet that's part of it. And so, as Catholics, we have a terminology for that. It's actually called redemptive suffering. And it's interesting because I was actually speaking with a young woman, and she's trying to conceive, and and so she was asking me, share with me a little bit more about redemptive suffering. I'm really not understanding that concept, and really. Sisters, the difference between redemptive suffering and just suffering, if you will, is the first of all, is our internal intention and our attitude. And I think I've shared this. This is a little kind of an intimate thing, but I share it with my infertile clients. When I was going through my infertility and I was in my lowest season, I had heard Kimberly Hahn give a talk. And she was just talking about the losses of the babies that they had in their family. And then she was just correlating it with abortion and things like that. And she was talking about reparation. And we need to repair the harm that has been done. And that's what redemptive suffering does for us is that we are able to take the suffering that we have, whether it's the sore knee, whether it's the throwing up in a pregnancy, whether it's mastitis and in breastfeeding, whether it's the hot flashes and paramenopause, or it could be 101 other sufferings. And we take it and rather than like you said, woe is me, I'm the only one this is happening to, we shift it and we give it to God that he may use it in union with his suffering. And so when I was in my infertility, after this talk that I heard from Kimberly Hahn, I made a decision because my period was so devastating. I think I've shared this on the podcast about the luteal phase. and You're just holding your breath when you're pregnant. You're just holding your breath. Okay, we did everything right. Did we get pregnant? And then you get your period. And then you're just crying for days because, no, I didn't conceive. And that's when I offered my blood, literally my blood, with the precious blood of Jesus. And while it didn't get me pregnant, it alleviated some of the pain and it helped me unite and give purpose, especially because the people that I prayed for during that time, and I still, for years, I would just do that, even when I had many babies whenever I had my period, I would offer my blood in the union with the blood of Jesus for a specific person or for a specific group of people. Possibly one of the people that I would be praying for is women who had abortions, because I know the pain of that. Women who are having struggling in their marriages, I know the pain of that. Other women who are infertile. And the crazy thing about this, and this is where Like I said, I love being Catholic because St. Paul tells us that we have to put the mind of Christ on. And in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, our Lord says through Isaiah, your thoughts are not my thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. My thoughts are as high as the heaven as to the earth. That's how far his thoughts are. So we don't know the purpose. And yet when we unite it and we give it to him, it's almost like another tool to use for the graces for it's uniting it's like becoming a partner with christ
0: does that make sense exactly yeah absolutely and that's that's what confession's for you go in and you confess and it, it you may have penance to do but those sins are over they're done yeah god offers you a clean slate and i think it when you can I mean, in this, when Mama Jane and I talk about this isn't perfection, there are definitely days where I should be offering it up. And instead, I am absolutely having a pity party, probably being snappy and rude to the most people I love the most. Right? So sisters, when we're talking like this, please don't think that we're over here, Miss Perfect one and two, forever offering up and doing the right thing at all times. That's why our God is so good. Because when we don't do the right thing, and we are snappy and hateful to the people that love us the most because of our frustration and where America is a, a fast food world, and we're like, okay, God, I offered this up, and now I expect some positive results. And you know that may not be maybe the answer, but it may not be the answer. And to accept and to trust that maybe, despite offering your suffering up, and despite your suffering, you may not see the answer you're seeking because our ways are not His ways. And maybe this thing we think we need and want so desperately is not God's path for us. Mm-hmm. And there's that's a whole. I have a 19-year-old that's just really going through it right now, trying to find her way in the world, and it's just so interesting to hear her different takes. And ultimately, she she does believe in God, but she's doubting it. What if he does? And we all go through sufferings of that suffering of not feeling like God can't hear you, mm-hmm. or you not being able to hear God, and mm-hmm. or taking
1: the again, right step.
0: Absolutely, like... but that to me goes back to you know, having a sisterhood, having a Catholic coach, having a spiritual director. So when you do get lost, don't stay lost.
1: Yeah. Don't stay in the muck of your suffering. Oh, I love it. Don't stay lost, sisters. Yes. Yes. Seek help. Absolutely. And if you don't know Christ as deeply or want to go deeper, because there's always a deeper relationship with Christ, trust me, that's what the saints just continually show us of that deeper relationship we can go. And actually... Just going back to that redemptive suffering, the first time I'd ever heard of the redemptive suffering aspect is a a friend of mine, when I was going through all that, she was sharing with me that the saints love to suffer. They, some of them, got to the point where if they weren't suffering, they were wondering what God was doing with them, which is so like not normal, right? Because again, society tells us don't suffer. Don't suffer, don't suffer. Let's do everything possible not to suffer. And in that, I have got
0: to chip in here. Yes, our society tells us there's no suffering, but our Lord tells us there will be suffering.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And
0: so America wants to take it away and we keep trying. But childbirth, you can't completely take the pain away from that. And in that, and I'm not, I think every woman should have the birth experience that's going to work for them the best. However, to try to go into, Having a baby and thinking you're going to get out of this with no discomfort, no suffering, that is not in the equation. And the more we try to tell humanity but and womanhood, oh, if you do this, then you're not going to experience the suffering, you take away their power to endure it and come out on the other side from pregnancy and birth, but all the way to menopause. You have these children and yes, there is suffering in releasing your children and releasing them and letting them own life. There's loneliness. And like we talked about the last podcast, like maybe there's some regrets, maybe there's can't go back and fix things. But without that suffering, we would not know the other side. Like without, without the night, we wouldn't know the day. Yes.
1: Without the winter, We wouldn't wouldn't know know the spring, the summer. Yes, absolutely. That's, yeah, absolutely. And what's really interesting you say that about the power, when we try to like alleviate or quote unquote, help a woman so that she doesn't have the suffering and taking away that power. It reminds me of a priest that I listened to on YouTube. And he was talking about sometimes the temptations that we have, sometimes the vices that we have, the, the attacks. From the enemy are given to us so that we can be strong. When you're in the gym and you're challenged, I, I remember uh, t- a couple of weeks ago my trainer, I, we were doing this exercise and I was sitting there talking to her and I noticed after the second I don't know the second set of these reps, the weight that she'd given me and I was like, oh my goodness, I, I didn't think I could do this. And she's, no, you're doing fine. And it was a little hard and yet I wouldn't, I told her if if it hadn't been for her, I would never have chosen that weight, but it was a little bit and it got harder and harder. The next set of reps were harder. And yet the next time I went to the gym, because I had done the hard and the suffering of that exercise, that session, the next time I went, I was able to do even more. And that's the well, beauty of that. Yeah,
0: this what t- popped in my head is the day that I was supposed to fly out and, and Aunt Jane happened to be visiting. She came out so I could go on this trip and um, I was supposed to take a train and we missed it. And and it could have a moment of panic and everything is going to go wrong. And it truly turned into one of the best days ever. We found this beautiful church that had mass, had adoration, had confession we had this just this wonderful day we got we we to ourselves it, it actually that had been the first time since we were children that we had been out without our own children just she and i out to lunch and it just was such a beautiful amazing day so here you could take oh no i'm suffering this i missed my train and now i have to make all these plan changes or you can offer it up and say okay god i guess that train wasn't on the docket what's next we just yeah. it's, it is about perspective and that last snow, I also, in the suffering of winter, truly, here in the Midwest, our spring break is usually the week of St. Patrick's Day, which is past everywhere, I'm aware, but it almost always snows. And it's cold and miserable. Mm -hmm. And spring break, spring break in America is like, hot beaches. And it is not that way in a lot of the country. Mm -hmm. And however, though, one of these spring breaks, I had friends up from Texas, and they never see snow. And they were overjoyed. They were like, this is the best spring break ever. We've never seen snow. This is And so whereas us in the Midwest, we're like, please, no more snow. So it's also your perspective and mothers that women suffering from infertility, it's hard for them to hear the suffering of women having babies and women with small children. It's hard to hear the suffering of women with no children that can do what they want, go to lunch with their girlfriend. So it's just a lot of it. The the winter is in and your suffering is in perspective as well. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, back to what you said, when we remember the suffering of Christ, and that is literally the only path to heaven. He had to suffer that way. I just think the redemptive suffering is so important that we get that word out, mm-hmm. that it's not for naught.
1: Yeah, it's interesting you say that about it's not for naught and really being able to uh, perspective of the suffering. There's a beautiful saint, Blessed Chiara Luci Bandana, and she happens to, her feast day happens to be on one of my children's birthday. And that's, I discovered her. And when I discovered her, oh my goodness, she's just such a beautiful soul. I just, I can't wait to hang out with this girl. She died at 19. Her parents waited. They were infertile for 11 years. And this is the only girl that they had, the only child that they had. And yet, because she met the Lord, Young, she was in a. She's Italian, and so she was in this uh, youth group of some sort. Loved life. She was a tennis player. She got cancer, and they had to amputate her legs. And her her philosophy, and because I discovered her, this is like my new mantra. If this is what you want, Jesus, I want it too. What a way to live! And she was so joyful during it. She didn't, for my understanding, and I don't know enough about her. Like I said, I just discovered her. But she was so joyful in the hospital. Everyone, the nurses loved to go see her. The priest was coming in to see how she's doing. And she just, this is what Jesus wants. This is what I'm, that's, yeah. like I said, that is like heroic suffering, right? That's not just yeah. death. We, we, <laughs> that's heroic suffering.
0: We have a. I believe we have a friend that is on the path to sainthood. Jane and I share a friend and she's the mother of seven. And mm-hmm. she was diagnosed with glioblastoma and all she and her faithful husband have done is offer it up and Mm. they've embraced it. And with that attitude.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And actually we can share it. It's Jen DeLaCrosse and her husband, Ryan DeLaCrosse actually has, is a a host on a podcast called The Catholic Talk Show. And they're just hysterical. I love Ryan and Father Rich in that podcast. So if you guys are men or whatever, but just pray for them, but you're right. Their youngest is three and she does. She has just taken the bull by the horns and no, I'm not gonna waste a minute. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna waste a minute. And that may be one of those regrets that we have at postmenopausal of again, that yeah. that looking back of why didn't this happen? Why didn't that happen? Whatever this situation is that you're finding yourself in, that postmenopausal stage of life, that winter stage of life, maybe you didn't end up where you thought you were going to be And that's where the trust is is that God knew that this is where you needed to be. And he gives you a free will. That's the other thing that we forget is that he gives you a free will. He loves you so much that he gives you a free will that literally you can walk away from him. And we have many listeners that either have walked away. You and I have shared our journeys about walking away from Mm -hmm. the Lord. And yet, he's always ready to take us back. And that's that is just amazing. And the other thing is that he makes the crooked path straight. And so, to have that confidence that those things that maybe we messed up that we can't fix, right? Mm -hmm. We can be forgiven, we can go to confession, and we can receive absolution, and we can be reconciled with God. But maybe the reconciliation, which There's two different, you and I've talked about this, forgiveness and reconciliation are two different things. Like forgiveness is the act of the will. So I can choose to forgive you, but depending on the situation, I may not want to be in community with you. And so the reconciliation may never happen for whatever reason. But that's not what God does. God always brings us into community with him because that's what he desires. That's our ultimate goal. That's the ultimate purpose of our life. I shared that I was listening to the Bible in the year, the, mm-hmm. yeah. With Father
0: Mike, Father Mike
1: Schmitz. Yeah.
0: And yeah. he's just great. And it just, even though I know this to hear him remind me that God just wants to belong. He wants us all to belong together. And and it's like, well, mothers are with their children. We want them to belong to us if they're grown and they come home and they want to see, they, we want them to always feel like they can come home. Mm-hmm. And so no matter what our children, because children put you through suffering, no matter and no matter what they put
1: you through, at the end of the day,
0: we we want them to belong.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And praise God, we are not doing it by ourselves because our Lord created His Mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary, and that was her. One of her most powerful titles is Our Lady of Sorrows. And yeah. again, I've listened to this exorcist who who has said that one of the reasons why the demons absolutely hate that title and really hate Mary, because part of love is willing to sacrifice. Like, mm-hmm. I'm willing to give this thing up for you. And one of the things that he said was, I don't know, he was having some sort of session and some sort of demon was talking to him. But he said, the thing that ticks them off is that Mary just didn't do it once. All of the angels, that's what he was talking about, was like, all the angels had a choice. And they had to sacrifice, and Satan wasn't willing to sacrifice. But Mary perpetually sacrificed. She was willing to do the will of God, and she didn't take herself into consideration, which that to me, that is just, I'm still meditating about that because that's part of our suffering many times is that we are not getting our way ultimately. And we want it this way. And God's like, no, that's not what I want. That's not the best path for you to show your love and to come closer to me, right? And yet Our Lady, perpetually, it's her seven sorrows. We, and we talked about this with Eileen Tully in December about the suffering of motherhood, about losing children. And yet Our Lady, that's why so, she's so beautiful is that she knows she suffered. She's considered also another name is called the Queen of Martyrs. And yet she really was. She wasn't a martyr. And yet she is the Queen of Martyrs because she was a martyr and that she was willing to lay down her life. She was willing to lay down the best thing that ever could have happened to her, which was being the mother of God. And she was willing to watch him die. That's the powerful thing, right? When I study these young saints, Blessed Chiara uh, Lucia Banda and Pierre Giorgio Frassati, who's another one of my beautiful saints I love, I think of their parents, that they Mm -hmm. died at such a young age. And yet they're saints. That's like you said it before in our podcast, like that priest told you like your job is to help your children get to heaven. So it didn't, yeah, didn't give us the timeline. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So s- sisters, if you are hearing us today, if you're in a winter and you're just really just overwhelmed at the, the amount of snow, the amount of cold, is it ever going to be spring? Yes, it will be spring. And We're going to be going into Lent soon and Lent is early this year. It's on February 14th, but yet what happens after Lent? Easter. And remember 40 days of Lent, but 50 days of Easter. So that's the part of the ability of the suffering, just like you said about the childbirth pains, right? But then you, the joy of having the child. I think this is going to be an exciting, interesting year.
0: It's a leap year. So we have 29 days in February Ooh, and that, right. that Lent starts on the 14th, which is a big love day. And we'll tackle that in another podcast, the different kinds of love. And it's just a very interesting, the dates, the way they line up. This mm-hmm. Christmas was interesting. Our Christmas season of 23 was the on the weekend and Epiphany right. so and Baptism were back to back and right. it's interesting and i that was just an observation i made in the, in this winter of of time of a lot of time staying inside and snuggling up and trying to listen to positivity <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah because that's the other thing right is the winter time you you get kind of cabin fever and you want to go outside and i remember back in the day when we lived in germany and not only was it cold but it was just always overcasty and anytime there was sun i didn't care how cold it was i would go outside and when i was working at a, a daycare center in New Jersey, anytime there was sun, I'd like, I'd get all these little three-year-olds in their snow suits. Let's go outside. And the other caregiver would be like, are you sure? Are you, do you really want to do this? I'm like, yes, we need sunshine. We need sunshine.
0: That's so funny. I'm also a, a night nurse. So in the season of winter, I rarely see the daylight. Mm-hmm. and And so it's just, yeah, it's funny how your perspective changes and <laughs> you have to prepare for the winter season. And know that it is going to be a season
1: of darkness, but yes, mm-hmm. the light always comes back. Mm-hmm. When we can when we can set our eyes back on the Lord, no matter what the suffering is, no matter how bad it is, mm-hmm. whatever it is, whether we participated in it willfully or not, you can't control the tornadoes. Y- mm-hmm. You can't control pandemics or whatever other catastrophes that happen. That Basically are, anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is we didn't willfully sin of some sort. And then there's consequences, but there was something that other, it's all giving it back to God. And it's so beautiful. So that's what we want to encourage you sisters to do is if you are in a time of suffering, no matter whether you are in postmenopausal or a young teenager, we understand everyone suffers and give that back to God. That somehow he is going to redeem the suffering and he's going to take the suffering, unite it to his son, Jesus Christ's suffering. And you may see the miracles. It, it is cool. And you may not never see the miracles until you get to heaven. You may, may never understand what that suffering, why it was, why it happened. But trust that God has a plan for you, a plan for your good and not for your evil for your welfare and not for your woe. That's Jeremiah 29, 11. So beautiful. Well, why don't we go ahead and close with our new scripture? Again, this is from Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. Okay. Name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that he may grant you in accord with the riches of his glory to be strengthened with the power through His Spirit in the inner self, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the holy ones what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to accomplish far more than all we ask or imagine by the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, Divas. And until next week. Yes. See you next week. Have a good one. God bless you all. Hey, Catholic Tevas, I hope that you have been enjoying this episode in our series of Winter of Womanhood. And if so, you may be interested in my one to one coaching program called Uniquely Beautifully You. In this program, you will gain tools to support your body. You will learn ways to honor the changes in your family. You will learn communication skills to rebuild the most important relationships. You will identify the talents and strengths that you have already mastered, and you will discover those that have laid dormant. Together, we will uncover the dreams that are still within you. The world needs you. So go ahead and click the link in the show notes and schedule a call with me today.